Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, welcome back to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm one of your hosts, David, and I have Dallas on the line with me. Say hello, Dallas. Hello. And Kyle's not going to join us because he's too good living the, the life of Carrie Bradshaw. No, I'm just kidding. He, um, I'm not sure what he's doing, but he has a life now, so I can't begrudge him. Um, I can. Plus, he's been very safe now. Hey, he's been very faithful. Even when I'm, like, ready to go on by myself because everybody's busy, he'll jump on. So I can't I can't really knock him. Um, but, yeah, I do miss my schmoopy today. Um, not that Dallas isn't a bad replacement because he's awesome and we missed him from last week. How has your um, your weekend been, hon? Um, my weekend has been... Quite nice, actually. Um, my uh, my brother, bless him. He he is still living with us, and he he is he does have a place lined up for January first, only because we told him you're not allowed to stay here um, <laughs> beyond that date. And right. but he um, he did not work. On Friday, he had the day off. And so usually, you know, like a Friday night, Colton and I just like to chill at home and, you know, just reconnect after a long week. But we weren't really able to do that because Patrick was here. And then he Mm. also had Saturday off. So we're like, well, we sort of want um, like a weekend for us. So we, we stayed in a hotel last night and we went you know, for dinner, and we sort of had, like, a spa night in the hotel. Like, we did facials, and we bought, like, this foot scrub, and, you know, so it was quite nice. And then um, today, my brother is working, and so we had, like, the day to ourselves at home together, and we had a bubble bath together. You know, it was just nice to have um, this one-on-one time with Colton without the intrusion of my brother. Yeah, I hope Patrick is listening because yes, we are calling it an intrusion, darling, an intrusion. But the thing is, if he wasn't there, you wouldn't have had that spa day with him on Saturday. Exactly. So, so he's helping your relationship. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we we do try to do stuff like that here at home. It's just you know, right. with. with um, Frankly, it's the stuff that happens in the bedroom that that we can't do, right. which is really the main right. reason why we got the hotel. And boy, did we utilize it! Just gonna say. Oh, hey! Now, what are you gonna do when you have kids? If you adopt kids, you can't take a break from them. Oh well, I've always said if I have a child, um, it's gonna come with a little bell, and the little bell is going to oh ring the god. nanny. I'll be like Rosario, can you please? Oh come take my away god! Because. It's cocktail hour. Mommy, mommy's thirsty. Oh, I can't. Um, speaking of pampered princesses, mm-hmm. I wanted your take, exclusively your take, 
on the Mariah Carey debacle. What is going on with your girl? Okay, so I, I have a lot of things that I would like to say on on this. Topic. Okay. First of all, let's let's just you know think about what this like the state of top forty music is right now. There mm-hmm. are not a lot of people out there that can actually sing, you know, and right. I, I really Acapella. feel like um, mm-hmm. I really feel like Britney Spears is really the the woman who changed the music scene because before Britney came along, you to be a pop star, you actually had to have vocal ability. Mm-hmm. And what about Madonna? Came, you know, Madonna. Madonna can sing though. Like some some of yeah, her she songs, she chooses not she, to. You're right. She can. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. it's, you know the super fast paced ones where she's trying to do a million dance moves at the same time. Well, no one right. when their body is moving like that will sound good singing. I mean that that's right. Just You're right. A fact. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, so before Britney. You had people mm-hmm. like Whitney, Celine Dion, uh, Mariah mm-hmm. Carey, Tony Braxton, you know, all of these women who legitimately could sing. And well, then Britney came it. along. Right. And mm-hmm. Britney, you know, very quickly said, I'm not just a singer, I'm an entertainer. And it's it's not mm-hmm. just about my voice, it's about the production that, that is there. And right. as a result, we have people like, you know, Kesha and Rihanna and Katy Perry, all mm-hmm. of which, none who are great vocalists, but it's the production that goes into it. And so I think, first of all, you have to realize that Mariah Carey still actually can sing live. Right. Um, right. Did this performance maybe not be her best? Of course. But the other thing that people need to realize is when you as a performer, are in the cold as an outside in wintertime, your your mm-hmm. voice reacts differently as well. Right. And so that's why she, I think, initially had wanted to do like a pre-recording of it because when you're live in the cold, your voice doesn't always perform to what it should be. Mm-hmm. Um and I also think that what other people don't realize is that your your voice is like any other part of your body. And so if you have a lot of stress going on in your life, things don't operate the way they should or they get tired or, you know, like you're, you don't feel as 100% as you should. And the fact that she's going through potentially this divorce, I I can't imagine that that's doing her voice any good. And the last thing I want to say on this topic is when she was doing her Asian tour um, just recently, her first Mm -hmm. show was heavily slammed um, based Hmm. on her not sounding good and, you know, she should retire and all of this mumbo-jumbo. But then, you know, like the second, third, fourth, fifth show Mm-hmm. You know, like the YouTube videos came out of her performing, and she was amazing sounding. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, just as you get older, like in any profession, you might have more off days than you have on days. Mm-hmm. But when when you can still hear her sing live and she's nailing the notes, you don't hear a peep out of anybody. 
It's just when right. people, you know, it, like it's it's like pretty much anything where people really love the the negative to focus on as opposed right. to the positives. It's so, like sports. If if the Pats are winning, nobody says anything in Boston. They're like, yeah, the Pats did good, great. But once the Pats lose, oh my God, they suck. I can't believe I'm Pats fan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh God. <laughs> the exactly. thing about Mariah's quote meltdown is that I noticed a pattern when she was divorcing Tom and Matola the same thing happened she had like a nervous breakdown she went through glitter it just her life fell apart and I also heard that she is the one that wanted to sing live that they didn't force her but if you're watching the performance she takes out her earpiece and she's like kind of looking around like where's my music because the kids are all dancing but there's no mm-hmm. music. She's singing an acapella. And somebody else, one of my friends, I think it was actually Kyle or somebody said, I think if she had the music to go along with it, she would have been like, oh, okay, I have to hit the high note here. But because she had to think about it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, if this is the worst that can happen to her right now, that's not bad, you know? <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, and, so, you know, every celebrity likes when they're in the media, regardless mm. of if it's good or bad, because it gets people talking, and it gets no pr- people to potentially buy their music or whatever. So, you know, was it her greatest performance? No, but she also has, I think, four or five um, Christmas concert shows that she's doing in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and they all sold out within minutes. And so mm. once those happen um, and the reviews mm-hmm. come out, it'll be more telling. But, you know, the other but thing she- that people also need to realize is that Mariah, um, in the last, you know, how long was she with Nick? For five years? So since she's been with Nick, Six, yeah. she's mm-hmm. really been drinking Not a lot of champagne. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, drinking will affect the vocal cords as well. And, I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen her live like four times. And every time that I've seen her live, and it could just be with age, like I was saying earlier, but like the long notes that she used to be able to hit, she doesn't hit them nearly as long at Mm. the time. But, you know, your voice changes over time. I mean, I think the only person whose voice hasn't changed, in my mind, is Celine Dion. But Celine Dion doesn't Mm -hmm. smoke, and she doesn't drink, and she doesn't do any drugs. So she's regimented. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I I think people who are are saying like Mariah's washed up is you know they're just the uh, Rihanna lovers, and uh, I'd rather listen to a washed up Mariah Carey than Rihanna any day. Just saying. Well, the thing about Rihanna is she's very much like how you said um, Britney is. There are songs mm-hmm. like if you listen to Only Girl in the World, her voice is amazing. Like she can hit the notes, and I'm like, who who is this? But then mm-hmm. you listen to a song like S&M and you're like, ew, her voice kind of mm-hmm. sucks. And she has a song on, um, I think it's Loud. It's called, um, oh, crap, I can't remember the name of it. It's basically, um, I think it's called Calling. I'll, I'll look it up later, but that, you have to listen to that song. I'll tweet it to you. You have, like, her voice, oh, Complicated. It's called Complicated. Um 
it's on loud. Listen to it. You, your idea of her will change for that one song. But like like you said, she's poppy now, so she's got to well, have a, know, a different voice. But it's not, nothing near Mariah's, obviously. But my my thing with Rihanna's, I I really lost um, a lot of respect for her as mm. a as a person and as a just an artist in general because she went through the whole Chris Brown thing and no one should mm-hmm. have to go that. no one should have to right. go through that but her very next record um was the one I don't know I don't rated know R. the song rated R okay yeah so with yeah. the roulette song Russian roulette Rude song boy. whatever mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, so she was doing the you know press for um rated R and mm-hmm. she she was openly saying like oh i i did this record to reflect the dark time that i just went through in my life but she doesn't write her own stuff no she doesn't it you know like to me it's like if if i punched you david and then you asked kyle to write a poem to tell you how you felt about being punched well, how the hell does Kyle know what you're going through? So just just as an artist, I'm like, so you, quote, have this dark period in your life, and so you, quote, have a dark record, but none of the thoughts or feelings are any of your own? Like, Well, my problem with it was that she went on Barbara Walters, and she said, I'm coming because I want to be, I don't want to be a spokesperson, but I know that I was in an abusive relationship, so I want to help other women. And then her next album after that, just like you said, was Rated R. The lead song was Rude Boy. I want a rude boy. I want him to pull my hair. I want him to... You have that, and he wasn't working out for you, boo-boo. So Mm -hmm. my feeling is she got into this abusive relationship, and then her next album is Sexual? What? How is that sending the right message? And now today you talk to her? I'm not a role model for anyone. Honey, I remember you sitting with the white shirt and the blonde comb over, and you said that you were trying to help other women. So you're not a role model? I'm confused. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like her as a person. I like her music, but I don't like her as a person. Rated R for me was a weird album. I didn't quite get it. It felt like Janet Jackson's Velvet Rope, but not really, because Janet Jackson actually put thought in her own music to it, just like you said, but... It was weird. Now, her newest album, she's writing it, but can you, anybody name the title of her newest album? No, because she comes out with a song here and there and does another record, and she's all about the hit. She's not about the entire experience. So, mm-hmm. so anyways. Enough of that rant. Yes, that's my rant on Rihanna. Um. Yeah, so this weekend I um, worked overtime again, and what did I do yesterday? Oh, I I usually, I have this new thing now that I moved to Boston where if I say I'm going to do something, I almost 100% do something. The only thing I haven't done is when I um, was going to dog sit for my sister, but because there was a major storm that week. I had to back out like three days before. She's still mad about that. Don't even go there. But that's been really the only thing that I haven't committed to, even though I committed to it, follow through even though I committed it. 
So yesterday I said, all right, when I get home from work, I'm going to go, I'm going to get food, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to catch up on the show Stalker on CBS. Mm-hmm. I am so glad I caught up on that show. It is so good. Just picture watching a televised version of Scream every single week. It is so amazing. I freaking love this show. And I cannot say enough about it. And there's this lead guy. Um, his name is Eric Stockland. Mm-hmm. He follows the trend in my eyes of Pablo Schreiber from uh, Law & Order SVU of... Um, the bad guy, his name is his name is um, Robin. I can't remember his full name. Robin something from uh, Gotham. He plays the penguin. He plays a really creepy character, but he's so freaking hot. And I don't, you know me, you know I don't like skinny tall guys. But this mm-hmm. kid on the show is so insanely creepy, and he's such a good actor. He could just stand there, tilt his head, and I'm like, okay, I'm creeped out. But I'm so fascinated when he goes on the screen because he's got this innocent baby face, Dallas, and he's got that little butt chin. So you're just like, you're so sexy, but Jesus Christ, you're creepy. Like, his character is legit out of this world crazy creepy. And uh, another good character is, um, I don't know if you watch Vampire Diaries. No. But there's this character called Kai. His name is Christopher Wood, the actor. I mean, talk about creepy. This guy, his character killed his little, he tried to kill his little brother and sister because he wanted their powers. I mean, this guy is legit awesome. And I just, I just want to shout out to the hot creepy guys on TV right now. Soccer <laughs> is an amazing show, and I hope everybody watches it. The only thing I'm upset about is that CBS made me miss three episodes because they didn't put all the seasons on there. So I watched episode one, two, and three, but I missed four, five, and six. So I had to start with seven up to 11. So I was a little pissed about that, but good show. Dylan McDermott is amazing. Um, Maggie Q is my, she's becoming my new favorite TV um, heroine. What a weird word, heroine. Um, and uh, she's just, she's amazing. And she does martial arts like nobody's business. I love her. Love her to death. Um, so, yeah, stalker. And then today I actually went to, it's not a memorial service. It's called the Celebration of Life. My friend Alice, she's one of my besties. Um, when I worked at John Hancock back in 2000, working upstairs from us with her cousin, her legit, legitimately biological cousin, Sarah, and Sarah's mom, Kathy, had stage four cancer, and a couple of weeks ago, she said, oh, I want a celebration of life, I want everybody to come to this church, and I want, you know, you to see me, and, you know, before I go, well, unfortunately, Kathy ended up dying last Monday, so she didn't show up today, obviously, but we're all, like, sad. I met Kathy a couple times, but we're all sad, and, you know, it's, it's sad losing somebody. And I wanted to still show up because I wanted to support Sarah and Alice. Mm-hmm. And don't you know, as the beginning of it starts, in this church, I'm not even kidding you, the church has all windows covered with um, 
mosaics all over it. So there's no way light can get in. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a beam of light comes in. And I'm like the only one that notices it. And then it starts traveling around the church. I'm like, holy shit. I I know it's the sun, but I'm like looking around to see how it got in. And as I'm telling people after the, the church is over, like the beam just like goes away. I swear to God, it was the weirdest, coolest thing in the world. But, um, yeah, they were sharing stories about her and how um, how she was part of the church choir, which I didn't even know. She was She's like a, a hippie mom, so I didn't realize this stuff about her. And I'd known her for years, but I only knew her in passing because I never, like, actually sat down and talked to her. Mm-hmm. And I guess she was a real feisty woman. Her ex-husband was there with his uh, new wife. They've been married for, like, 20 years. Oh, is that awkward? Yeah. No, no, no. They, and her and Kathy became really good friends. And she said to me, she goes, can I just share a story with you? Kathy said, um, when Kathy was going through the divorce, I was sitting right there in the lawyer's office. And she got mad, walks over, takes the trash can, dumps it on her, uh, Steve's head, which is her husband. I said, oh, my God. That is awesome. I go, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. She goes, no, it's funny. Laugh, go, go ahead and laugh. And then I kept thinking, like, some of the stories they were sharing, I was like, hmm, I kind of would do that. Not that I would dump trash on someone's head, but um, they gave this story that, uh, they said this story that whenever the reverend would say something, at the end of the day, Kathy would send the reverend a note saying, hmm, you could have done this better or this better. And it was in a loving way. And I was like, so what's wrong with that? And I said, it's funny you say that because when I was at work the other day, my friend, her shirt was all button weird, so I didn't want to go up to her because she was talking to people, so I left it alone at her desk. Honey, you need to fix your shirt. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe I'm a little bit more like Kathy than I, I even knew. So. But yeah, I just got home and doing the show and going to relax for the rest of the day. That's, that's my weekend. Cool. So, sorry for that long-winded story. Um, <laughs> so why don't we get started? Um, I wanted to talk about the Golden Globe nomination. Did you have a chance to see who was nominated? Uh, I, yeah, I saw a couple people um, that were nominated, yeah. I will be honest with you. I'm bored. I'm Are like you? looking at this list and I'm like... Are these what are these movies like? These movies are boring. It feels like a oh, bunch of indie movies. You know, I um, the article I read mm-hmm. um, that that the new Angelina Jolie movie was shut mm-hmm. out. Not not her unbroken. Acting, I think she yeah unbroken where she directed, and yeah. so. It got me curious, and so I I happened to YouTube the trailer for it, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's one of those movies that is made thinking it will win awards, mm-hmm. as opposed to a movie that is just organically good. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Sort of like yes. um, that uh, movie Oprah did years ago, Beloved. Where, mm-hmm. you know, like she she still had her talk show at the time, and she just kept talking about it because I really think she thought that 
you know, she, it was going to be like Oscar worthy and whatever. But, you know, sometimes it's like the smaller, quieter movies that end up doing a good job um, and are really good. Um, I'm, I was really happy to see Jennifer Aniston get a nod for Cake. Because mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard that she's, like, amazing in it. So mm-hmm. um, it's always nice to see, like, people who typically get cast in certain roles do well. Because, you know, like, you think Jennifer Aniston movie and you think it'll be, like, a chick flick or some stupid comedy. So it's nice mm-hmm. to see her in, like, a dramatic role and actually being taken seriously for that. Um and I'm also happy to see um, Reese Witherspoon back because it, I feel like she did um, walk the line, what, like five or six years ago, and then I feel like she really mm-hmm. hasn't done a movie since then that I know of. A good one, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's nice to see. Uh, it's nice to see her there. Well, I feel the same way as you that people come out with movies because they want that award, and I said that to Kyle last week. Like Will Smith in The Pursuit of Happiness, that was an Oscar. That was an Oscar role, and he got his nomination. I feel like Reese Witherspoon did this role while to get another nomination because if you watch Walk the Line and you watch her first movie, movie Freeway, it's the same character, just one's got better clothing. And what I am strongly loving right now is Rosamund Pike in Gone Girl because if you watch this movie mm-hmm. you will be so amazed at how this first of all this woman is British and she does not sound British at all and second of all her character is just so she's got such a huge presence on screen that is the type of role that you're talking about that organically gets nominated for an Oscar you don't expect it but she will get nominated for an Oscar. She'll probably not win because I'm really excited for the movie about Stephen Hawking, which I haven't seen. And I hear Felicity Jones is amazing as Stephen Hawking's wife. So I really want to see that movie. But I know that the guy playing Stephen Hawking, I just saw the trailer and I was in tears. And I've never done that over a trailer. So I cannot wait to see that movie. Um, as you mentioned, Angelina Jolie... I was more upset about what wasn't nominated. She was phenomenal in Maleficent. And Mm. people cannot tell me those type of movies don't get nominated because guess what? The very first Lord of the Rings, Sir Ian McKellen, got nominated for an Oscar for playing Gandalf. So no one can tell me those type of movies don't get nominated. She um, broke me in that movie. Years ago, mm-hmm. um, David, when they did the live-action 101 Dalmatians, yes, I believe Glenn, Glenn Close got the Oscar nod for that as well. Um, so, so yeah, you can't movies say like that, that do get nominated. Yeah. yeah. So I was shocked she didn't get nominated. It was like her comeback movie. Like mm-hmm. everybody was talking about it because of this movie, and the movie did very well. So I was shocked that that movie did not get nominated. Um, I hope it has a better showing at the Oscars. Um, also, Everything is Awesome by the, from the Lego movie. Why the hell wasn't that song nominated? It was everywhere. Everywhere. And people still quote it. 
how, you know, people today, they're like, how is everything? Everything is awesome. And they start singing the song. Give me a break. Um, from the TV category, I will forever be stunned that The Walking Dead pulls the biggest ratings in history every single season, and yet it never gets nominated for any award, ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Um, Sons of Anarchy, too. And, I mean, I know a lot of people don't watch it, but that show is pretty freaking amazing. It's like a male soap opera. I mean, it's just so good. Um and for me, comedy, Casey Wilson from um, Marry Me, I feel like if you watch the first episode of Marry Me, you'll be like, why is she ignored? If Mindy Kaling, who I cannot stand, I cannot stand that woman, how she gets nominated in any awards is beyond me. She drives me absolutely insane. I just don't know why she's, her and... Bless his heart, Andy Samberg and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't understand how those two shows get nominated. But if anybody watches Marry Me from the first episode until present, you'll just be like, why isn't this woman bigger? Because she is so funny. But um, those were my snubs that I thought were pretty glaring, and I don't understand. Like half these other movies, I'm not going to watch them. I don't, I don't, Foxcatcher, what the hell is that about? I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah. And you know, one more thing about the TV categories that um, mm-hmm. shows the biggest difference between, say, the Award show and, say, the Primetime Emmys is that Modern Family is completely shut mm. out of the Golden Globes, where, you know, for, you know, years they've been like the darling of the Emmys. So it's just interesting to see how different panels, you know, choose and nominate different things. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I kind of gave up on Modern Family. I feel like they're like, the whole cast is like the stepchild that never gets their way. I, I I don't watch it. I used to watch, I watched every episode last season, and I just don't watch it. I took it off my Hulu Plus, like, I just stopped watching it, so I don't care if it wins anymore. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing, though, like, with the Emmys, it was probably, um, you know, overkill in how much they were mm-hmm. awarded. Now people people are, are sort of like that, like... There's a backlash. Yeah. Speaking of spoiled brats, um... In the middle of Mike Brown, Eric Garner, so basically these black kids are being killed by white cops. And then conversely, we have, and they're getting off, and then conversely we have a black cop who I guess he hit the hand of a white person and he got like 15 years or something like that. So there's all this racial tension going on here in the States. And then you have Mark Wahlberg who says, I would like the governor of Massachusetts to pardon my crimes from before. Now, if you don't know, Mark Wahlberg was a thug back in the day before Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch took off. His crime was that he broke into a store, robbed it, 
called the Asian guy a gook and then blinded him in one eye. He wants to get pardoned for his crime. Hell to the no. Hell to the no. Are you kidding me? He says, oh, well, I just want to move on and I want to get past my past. And I, I, what did he say? He said something like he, he, he doesn't want to be reminded of it or something, something of that nature or that he, he bears a constant reminder. Well, you know what? Here's a constant reminder. Leave that on your record, boo, because you did the crime and you blinded somebody. You didn't just trip him and hurt him and break his arm. You blinded somebody in the eye and you called him a gook. Like, what are you thinking? You want to get pardoned because now that you're an Oscar-nominated actor? Get out of here with that. What are your thoughts? Well, and, and just think about the the victim. He doesn't get mm-hmm. a pardon from not being permanently no. blinded. So why would you mm-hmm. get a pardon for blinding him? Um, it, it's that sort means. of like um, the, uh, oh, God, I don't even know her name, but the woman from the uh, Housewives of New Jersey. Who oh, Teresa Giudice. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and she apparently, you know, wrote the judge and asked to go to a specific jail. And he said no, Mm -hmm. so now she's going to, you know, like a more intense jail. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know what? You you did something wrong. Just because Mm -hmm. you are a celebrity doesn't mean that you get a free pass at anything. Right. But not only that, but, hey, Mark, think about this. Think about how people in the ghetto and in gang look up to you, and then they say, hey, this guy did this horrible crime, but now he's an Oscar-nominated actor and producer. Maybe I can do something with my life. It's still on his record. Maybe I can do something, too. But instead, he wants to make it all go away just because, no, no, no. He has four children. He's married. I think the lesson to his family is to not do bad shit. And I think that nobody should pardon him. I don't know if Governor Duvall will will, uh, pardon him, but I certainly hope the new governor-elect Charlie Baker doesn't doesn't pardon him. Because what kind of message does that send to all of America? You know, next thing you know, Bill Cosby's going to get pardoned if he goes, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I just can't. Um, Just to speak on him real quick, last week we found out that um, Janice, well, we've known that Janice Dickinson has been allegedly raped by him. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. And I just, I feel like Janice Dickinson isn't a trustworthy person. I do believe Beverly Johnson, who was a model back in the day, the first African-American model on Vogue, she came out and said, you know what? He drugged me, but he didn't do anything to me. He drugged me. I realized I was being drugged. I cursed at him so that he knew that I knew what he was doing, and he threw me down the stairs. He put me in a cab, and that was it. I believe that story because Beverly Johnson has never lied about anything. She's never been a media whore. She's never been grasping for tabloids. She's telling her truth probably because she feels comfortable now. And I 100% believe her. How many people are going to come out, though, saying that this guy drugged them? 
my God, it's like getting to be ridiculous. I think the total is like 17 women now. Wow. <sighs> He's a legend in comedy, but no one's going to remember the Cosby show. They're going to remember this. This is going to mm-hmm. be his legacy. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but he had a son that died. No one's going to remember that. His huge tragedy. They're going to always remember this. And it's just, he worked his entire life and he messed it all up by being a complete ass. So, just crazy. Um, speaking of asses, which is a good segue, um, Leonardo DiCaprio was dating yet another Victoria's Secret model. Her name was Tony Garn. She was 20. He had just turned 40 this year. Yes, you heard that right. And they broke up after a year together. So what does he do? He goes out, gets with 20 models, and brings them home. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because Madonna has gone on dates and had different boyfriends, one at a time, mind you. Slut, whore, She's disgusting. She's not a good role model. She's had younger boyfriends. Oh, she's trying to capture her youth. Leonardo DiCaprio goes out with every single model in the Victoria's Secret catalog and then brings home women 20 at a time, and people call him the man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I, is this 2014? Like, seriously? What are your thoughts on this? Well, I just think it's it's the same old stereotype that's always been around. You know, like, women have always been, you know, sort of seen as the ones that shouldn't be sleeping around, but men can have as many notches in their bedposts as they can, and it's, it, it's just a double standard. Mm. I think, um, I do think one difference just between the two examples you gave is um you know Leonardo doesn't have a 20-year-old child at home where some of Madonna's boyfriends have legitimately been like the same age as her oldest children no which... this was before Lourdes though this was before I'm talking now I can kind of understand it but this was before Lourdes they were calling her slide. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I can understand that because she dated um, Jesus Luz, and he was 22 at the time, and Lourdes was, like, 15. So that was a little weird. And then she was dating some 23-year-old, and <laughs> her daughter's in college. Yes, that is weird. I get that. But, like, I just don't... I don't understand that nobody says peep when Leonardo DiCaprio brings home a girl. He hasn't dated a girl his own age in decades. Like he dated Blake Lively and she's 10 years younger than him. He dated Giselle when she was like five or six years younger than him. He's always going after younger girls. And Tony Garner was 20, 20, and he's 40. But, um... What about um, George Clooney before he got married? Was he, he was dating not dating a lot of younger girls too? Like I think it's just a Hollywood. Um, but the, but the difference between him and George is that George was a serial monogamist. 
he was in long-term relationships. Yes, the girls were younger. I don't know how much younger, but he was making them his girlfriends. Like Leonardo DiCaprio betting one after the other. And, it's, mm-hmm. and George is going for, he married a lawyer, a Lebanese lawyer who, was, who speaks three different languages. And then before that, he was with Stacey Keebler, who's a wrestler. And before that, he was with a waitress. And before that, he was with, you know, he's with different women. He mixes it up. He changes it up. He's with a fiery Italian woman. But Leo's like, hmm, what? I haven't dated page 14 of uh, Victoria's Secret's catalog and 16. Well, I'll date 14 first, and then I'll go for 16 after. It's, like, so gross. Ugh, he's like a creepy old man. But then his movie yeah, career is, like, respectful. To, you also have to um, put some emphasis on the women. I mean, mm. these women would know how how often he's getting around. I mean, you could say no. Yeah, right. Like, any girl in the Victoria's <sighs> Secret book is going to say no to Leonardo DiCaprio. How straight guys wouldn't say no to Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> just because he's just Leonardo saying, DiCaprio. There, there is a choice on both sides, though. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I was, if I was somebody... And I knew that, a, you know, a guy had a notorious reputation of being mm. a player. You know, would would I really want to be just another number to him? Like a meaningless number? Yes, because if you're an up-and-coming Victoria's Secret model and you want press, I'm going to date, date the Victoria's Secret whore. I'm going to date Leonardo DiCaprio because guess what? It gets me yeah, in not- of tabloid. But they're not dating, right? That's the mm. thing, is that it's it's literally like maybe a one-night, two-night thing. If the model is lucky, and it's a big if, they're spotted mm. together. Yeah, he was with Tony for a year. He's with Giselle for four years. So, I don't know. It's just, what? who's the new Victoria's Secret model he's going to hook up with? That, that's my question. I feel bad for real women out there who actually like him because they have no chance in hell. So. Yeah. Anyways, um, double standard in Hollywood, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just wrap up with um, our soap talk. Um, we have about 15 minutes. How do you think um, Justin is doing as Adam now that it seems like he's getting more legs in the story? Uh, yeah, I I mean, to me, st- still the most like the most frustrating thing is that he's sharing all of these scenes with the general hospital, the newcomer. Um, yeah, you know, um, and to me, like she's just it's just so pointless to have her there. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's doing okay. I mean, now he's wandering around uh, Genoa City. And he's interacting with people, but you know, yes, he has a new face. But the big thing that's missing from the storyline that you know, of course, the writers aren't going to touch on, is that his voice wouldn't have changed. Right. And so, even though it's someone new, it would have been uh, it would have been nice if 
I don't know, somebody was like, you know, your voice sounds familiar. You you don't look like I know you, but your voice sounds familiar. Like, actually, mm-hmm. I'm the day ahead of you guys. So Monday, Friday's episode for you guys ended where he and Victor were in the elevator together. So on Monday's nope, I episode... Saw oh, did yeah, you? Okay, so it. yeah, so they, they spoke. They shared a couple words. And Victor yep. was like, oh, I think we've met before. But it would have been great if Victor's like, it's something about your voice that... You know what I mean? Right, like, right. My big thing is, and I'm going to be 100% honest, he has no chemistry with anybody. (laughs) I, you know, him with Chelsea, no chemistry. Him with um, Sharon, zero chemistry. Whereas one look, and you know Michael Muni and and Sharon Kate have chemistry galore. I see Mm -hmm. no chemistry between any of the leading ladies in Adam's life. Well, I I did like the scene where it ended, where he and Chelsea were looking at each other at the club. Like, I did sort of feel like a spark. I think the big thing, though, is, like, like I feel like he looks so much younger than Michael Muni. Like, I feel yes. like Adam is now, like, a 20-something as opposed to close right. to, like, a 40-something. And I think that... Because Justin plays that way. You know, like, it's not his fault. He just has a mm-hmm. younger-looking face. But so mm-hmm. when he's standing next to Sharon Case, who looks like a 40-year-old woman, and then that, that's not a bad thing. She just, she looks that way. Mm-hmm. He looks, like, Michael, him and Michael Muni are the exact same age. They're both 38. Mm-hmm. But because but you he would looks never know so him. much younger, mm-hmm. it's almost like he should be with Abby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like exactly. He looks like that, you know? And so it's very confusing for me when he's with, like, he's standing next to um, to Sharon Case, and I'm like, is that her brother? Like, That's why mm-hmm. I feel like there's no chemistry. They look too mm-hmm. much alike, whereas Michael and Sharon were completely opposite looking. So that's mm-hmm. why I feel like they fit. And Michael and actually looked more like Eric Braden, right. who plays Victor. Like, right. Victor always had dark hair. Hope mm-hmm. was a brunette. Where is this blonde mm-hmm. coming from? You know what I mean? Well, like, he dyed it because he wanted to look like Gabriel. I get it. But Gabriel doesn't have any chemistry with Sharon. I'm sorry. And the thought that they would get together kind of creeps me out. Not that she could be his mother, but she looks like she could be because he almost looks like he he plays the same age as Robert Adam, Adamson. Mm-hmm. Like, they could be brothers, and that's creepy to me. So, yeah. Um, I love Gina Kanyani. I love her to death. But Phyllis is a nightmare. She's going on and on about oh, why didn't, you, why didn't you fight for me? And Summer's like, I did. But why didn't you fight for me? But I did. But why didn't you? And it's like, Phyllis, are you listening to her? Her dialogue is driving me crazy because Phyllis isn't listening to Summer at all. And vilifying Sharon at every corner, her and Summer, it's almost like, I don't know, I'm, I, I kind of want to like reach the screen and say, bitches, watch the show. Like, that's what I want to say, because um, Nick is doing it, too. He's like, oh, she's, Sharon's evil. She knew she had a secret. Yeah, but your dad 
your dad, Nick, gave her electroshock therapy so that she could forget. So why are you mad at Sharon? I don't, I don't really get it. I don't know. So this week's um, issue of Soap Opera Digest has the best and worst of mm-hmm. 2014. So mm-hmm. I'll just tell you what they said for the four shows. Now, keep in mind, there's only four shows. Um, and, right. And you tell me your thoughts. So they okay. gave best show of the year to uh, Bold and Beautiful. They gave mm-hmm. entertaining show to General Hospital. They mm-hmm. gave improved show to Y&R, and they gave worst show to Days. So what are your thoughts um, on that? I agreed up until the last two. Um, I get why people are dogging days because the quality has gone down, and I've said it on social media. I said it last week. A year ago, Dallas and Kyle said that days was the best show, and now Dallas and Kyle are like, days what? I don't want to watch it anymore. I get it. Why it's the worst? And I understand that. Young and the Restless won the Emmy. Their ratings are good, but the quality is not good. So I think they're going by the industry when they're saying that. I get calling um, General Hospital entertaining because there is always something happening, whether it makes sense or not, there's something happening. And by de facto you have to call Bold and the Beautiful the, the best show because there's no other option for it. <laughs> One of them has to be the best show. So I think, I don't think Bold is the best show because I know somebody, my roommate watches Bold and she's completely bored with it because it's so damn incestuous. But um, I, I the categories think, are like, hmm. I think like Bold and Beautiful has been the most consistent show. Um, out of the ones that I've watched. So maybe that's mm. how it got um, the best right. show. Um, I think Days of Our Lives to me was still, if you look from January until now, in terms of best for the whole year, I would still put Days as the best show of this year because to me Days was like almost can't miss from January up until October. So, mm-hmm. you know, in October, early November, that's when um, Allison Sweeney and James Scott and Eileen Davidson wrapped up. And since then, it's been sort of painful to watch. But you can't call it worst show based on a month and a half of airtime. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if the editors forgot the first 10 months of the year. They did. Um, so I, I probably would have put, and I don't watch General Hospital, so I I probably would have put Bold as the best show only because from start to finish, to me, it was the most consistently good show out there. Mm -hmm. Was it predictable at times? Very predictable. But it had some amazing moments this year, too. Um, I would have put Days as, um, well, either entertaining or improved show. I don't think it really improved from the previous year. But I definitely would have put Y&R as the disappointing show again. Mm-hmm. Only because, you know, early year, it was really good when they wrapped up uh, Michael Muni mm-hmm. and Billy Miller. But then it went on, like, a long stretch of, again, retooling because they got new writers. And then just as it was starting to get 
like good again, like say maybe late summer, they switched the writing team again. And mm-hmm. so even now you feel like it's going through little changes because the new writer is already making his changes, right? I don't know. I last show didn't I didn't see his name, but I only looked at the um the very first title card, so he could be somewhere in there. I don't know. Mhm. Anyhow, that's just what I think. I I I think they got mm. days and wine are backwards in my mind. I do too. Mhm. But again, I think they're looking at the ratings, and so they're saying, "Oh, it's still number one, so it's not the worst show." But mm-hmm. you know, so. um, we have about five minutes left. Is there anything else you wanted to close on? Anything else you wanted to discuss before we wrap it up? Um, no, just you know, it's been nice to uh, to actually do a full show because I think last time I was here, we only had a a half hour show. Mm-hmm. It's nice to do a full hour, and it's nice, you know, even though I like when everyone is here, it's nice just you and I can uh, banter back and forth, but hopefully next time Kyle mm-hmm. and Kyle can be back, and maybe Doug, if Doug is back from Florida. Yeah. Sounds like a plan, Stan. I, um, I agree. I, um, I do like when we have a full house. It's, it's nice. It goes by very, very quickly, and... Sometimes we veer off topic, but um, yeah, I like it. So it's but the beauty of big plans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> off topic. So right. Any big plans for this week? Uh, just working and um, trying to survive the week. My my Mondays are always really busy at work now. Like my busiest day of the week. Um, because mm-hmm. I still get new files coming in, like, Friday after we close, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. So I'm just hoping that tomorrow isn't too painful at work. But, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, you know, a little break at Christmas time and then into the new year. How about you? Nice. Um, working, I'm actually hosting a breakfast at work as well um, for Friday. It's a big surprise. Nobody really knows about it, but we're just going to do it, and everybody's going to love it, I hope. Um, hmm, what else? I got to see Annie next week. Can't wait for that. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing, oh, not next week, this week, sorry. We're already into this week. Um, nothing too spectacular, though. Just since I moved back, it's been easy, easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl, and I like that. So. Yeah, it's nice sometimes just to have it low-key. Mm-hmm. So, well, thanks again for joining me, my love. I will talk to you on social media, and thank you all for listening. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.